Welcome to Pillows on the Windows, Carly. Thank you. I can't wait to do our new segment we cooked up in our absence where we uh, pick like a movie of the month type of thing. And I'm really <laughs> glad to announce our pick, Carly and I's pick. We collaborated. We picked The Souvenir Part 2 as October's film of the month in the aftermath of her tumultuous relationship with a charismatic <laughs> and manipulative older man. I've never heard of this movie, but it's an A24 film. Well, you've heard of The Souvenir. What's that? It was on Michael and I's respective lists, I think, the first year that we talked about it. I throw those away. I don't know why you guys <laughs> mail me your lists of movies. I don't care. So the initial movie is by Joanna Hogg, and it starred Tilda Swinton's daughter, and it was really lovely. And I mm-hmm, remember mm-hmm, telling you mm-hmm, that... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted the mirrored wall that the main character mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. in her apartment. This is where I they're like, part two. it's like two women digging for fossils and they fall in love or something. No. <laughs> no. Is that not it, Car? No. I don't know the what the The first one was is. about a relationship with an alcoholic boyfriend. Um, I don't know what the second one's going to be. That's about. every movie you watch, Carly. Don't even try <laughs> to throw that at me. This is a movie podcast, Car. Yes. Okay. Uh, Michael and Christian filled in and they talked about three movies. I think we can beat them. I think we can talk about two Ooh. movies. I love that. Okay. I have Which to bring two? up my letterbox because I don't remember what I've watched in the time since. Card, please tell me about the French Dispatch. Um. Okay, so. Jump right in. Um, I think it's better to see Wes Anderson movies in theaters than not. Oh, my God. I don't care about theaters. (laughs) Stop this. Christopher Nolan. I think that that's like unequivocally true. It's better. Um, I don't fall prey to. (laughs) I don't fall prey to the whims of. Wes Anderson very much, I don't think. Yes. I like Royal Tenenbaums. Yes. And I think that's it. Um, Okay. I don't... Yeah, I don't love the, like, style with no substance thing, which it feels Mm -hmm. like... You like the souvenir, though. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of, like, pent-up frustration that I'd normally (laughs) take out on you in these podcasts. Yeah. Um... So there were parts of this one that I think like delivered substance. It's if it's like an anthology piece sort of. Um, So there's like certain parts that have like very sweet and nice moments. And then there's parts that are just like, I don't know what we're doing here. All of it looks really nice. It's a lot of people who I'm excited to see in movies. There was one really nice moment where... Saoirse Ronan comes on screen yes. and someone in the theater goes, that's Saoirse Ronan. At least I got the name right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I had like a nice time. I have no major complaints. Um, there were a couple of moments that were really great, but there was nothing. I don't know. It wasn't like mind blowing, I guess. Okay. Was anybody like, why are the edges of the screen cut off? Yeah, it, I thought of you while I was watching it because the aspect ratio kept changing. That sucks. <laughs> and the black and white versus color kept changing no. as well. Yeah. In order to show old timey stuff? No, I was. I oh. really couldn't figure out hmm. what the... 
uh, common theme was. I think it was like, oh, actually, maybe not. Mm. No, I was just going to say, I thought it might be like, because this is a bunch of journalists sort of retelling Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. revisiting like their most famous pieces or like pieces that are meaningful in some way, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, But I don't think it was just when they were uh, rehashing. So I don't know. Um, boy, car, I don't know. It just, it feels like, uh, Wes Anderson has become the film equivalent of like, I'm a mid-level graphic novel artist and my work is featured in the AV club occasionally. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, there's nothing that I feel like he could give me at this point, especially cause it seems like, and, uh, I'd be curious if you agree, but this seems like a closer to the edge of the spectrum where it's more style. Like I've heard people say this is like the opposite of like Royal Tenenbaums where that was about people. And this is about style. So I found this one way more emotionally engaging than some of his other ones. Like okay. Grand Budapest did nothing for me. Same. Rushmore did hardly anything like it. I don't know where also Moonrise Kingdom, like all of those, it feels like are going for emotion, but like, all of the emotions feel so like far away or gross to me that like I can't get into. And this one, like there were several moments where that were like truly touching and I really enjoyed. Okay. So I don't like it. It had a lot of good style, but I also think it had more substance than a lot of his other ones, at least in my opinion. Okay. When do we stop giving him kudos for the same style? I don't know. Okay. It feels like never. It feels like he's indoctrinated and now it's, this is how it is. Right. I don't know. It feels insane to me. And I was trying to think like if Wes Anderson wasn't Wes Anderson, if he was like anyone else, (laughs) which is, I guess to say like, not like a wealthy white dude, like would people give anyone the time of day? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't know how he gets a pass for all of this. Not even a pass, but like an uproar for when he makes a movie. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Because this does feel like an event somehow, even though where that's coming from, I don't. Especially after Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs is garbage. I don't don't think that's his most defended movie, but it's it's appalling to me that people do defend Isle of Dogs. I thought it was... Very bad. I haven't seen, but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff going against that one. Yeah. Yeah. French Dispatch. I still have to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. See, people like that one, but I don't, I don't, it did nothing for I me. thought you liked that one. No, not really. Mm. Um, are there ones I like? Royal Tenenbaums is good. Yeah, that's such a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. But you know why I like it is not because everything is in the middle of the frame and it's cut mm-hmm. off and the aspect ratio changes and sometimes it's in black and white. Right. It's not the reason I like it. Yeah. I like it because it has a Paul like, Simon I, song. He has it in him and I just don't understand. Like so much energy is spent on things other than like story. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 And you want to believe there's there's enough story to be able to get rid of all that stuff right and be yeah. Wes Anderson of our dreams but uh I mean he maybe he was closer to being human 
when he made Royal Tenenbaums? I don't know. Yeah. When you're like this auteur filmmaker, I think it's harder and harder to make like these human stories when you surround yourself with all of these celebrities and put them in your movie about France journalism. And it's like, Wes Anderson, you're just like living. It's like tourism or something. I don't know. It's yeah. not, It's not something I could connect to, I don't think. There's, okay, so one of the vignettes, or whatever we want to call them, felt so, like, rich boomery to me. Awesome. And I want you to watch it, and I want to know if you think the same thing. Because it was just, like, <sighs> it truly felt like someone who's, like, extremely out of touch being, like, oh, you young people. Right. <laughs> like, <I should> say <laughs> In my It kind of drove me a little bit insane, but. Because, like, yeah. that's how I kind of feel about, uh. Grand Budapest, but I also thought Grand Budapest was entertaining. Mm. I, I'm sure I would be able to sit through the French Dispatch. But, yeah, uh, it's, I don't think it's a bad movie by yeah. any, like, not at all. I think it's a good movie. Like, uh, I I would find it hard to debate that, but yeah, yeah I just like, he's one of those guys where like, I just want to watch a really, really good movie by him. And Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, it's Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. I liked the yeah. one where they're on the train. I don't know what one that is. Okay. Owen Wilson's in it. He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We like him, right? He's in this one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How's Timothy? Uh, good. Okay. He felt like, I don't It felt like Timothy Chalamet was like molded out of clay by Wes Anderson. Mm, like here I am. Young yeah. me. I'm so svelte. <laughs> I'm living through Timothy. It's like a Johnny Depp, Tim Burton situation all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. But I saw another Timothy. So. Oh, good. Before yeah. we move on to the. Other, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, what would you say is Timothy's uh, standout performance of his career? I think it's Call Me By Your Name. <sighs> okay. What do you think? I'm having a hard time because I feel like he always plays the kind of sidelined character. Or not sidelined, but like the friend. He's never the guy. And I guess he is in Call Me By Your Name. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember that movie for his performance, I guess. I remember it for the mood. He's so good at that mood, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. arguing in any way with you. I'm just saying. Yeah. I have a hard time. Like, I think of like Little Women mm-hmm. where he's good, but he's just kind of like playing... He doesn't really need to do too much in that movie, I guess. Maybe maybe I'm waiting for a movie that challenges him to, like, be, like, make me forget that I'm watching Timothy on screen. Has he played? Oh, I guess in Lady Bird, he played a jerk. And that was, yeah. like, good, I think. But I can see him as a jerk. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was good in that, too, though. Yeah, he was. That's a really good character as well. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, Paul. Is that what the, was that the transition? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Paul. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about Paul in the Sands of Time. I really like this movie a lot. No, stop. Yeah, of course. Of course, what? It was so fun. I'm sorry. I this monster is rough. <laughs> it's having its way with me, Car. But let's talk about Dune, <laughs> the Spice Lord. Yeah, I. Mean, I should have known, like, Denis Villeneuve. uh, I should have known as well. Reinterpreting a sci-fi piece of IP. Sure. Uh, 
went really well for me with Blade Runner 2049. I love that movie. Oh, deeply. I see. I'm sorry. Yes. Reinterpret. Um, and yeah, it, like it, number one, there's definitely some similarities. You can see like the similar vision between Blade Runner 2049 and this Dune. Scary. Um, and I just think he is so good at sci-fi. Like uh, I love, it was so striking to me how like every single design decision from costumes to sets to like uh spaceships like everything was just so cool and it was so enjoyable to watch it was just like a feast for the eyes if you will Mm. um and i don't know anything about dune besides the fact that it was made into a movie that david lynch uh adapted and i haven't seen that movie sure so i didn't know the story at all um and I thought it was really cool and okay. compelling. Okay. And yeah, I just had like a really, really knockout time in the theaters. It was really fun. Okay. <laughs> um, Dune is kind of where I'm hitting my threshold between I feel like I need to watch this movie and I really don't want to watch this movie. And it's kind of like causing turmoil in my soul. So uh, sell me on this amazing film. You're going to hate how I sell you on it. Okay. I think this movie would be bad at home. Stop, Carly. That's two movies in a row. You can't do this. I get it. I you go to well, the theater. I'll choose one. I'll it. choose one. I get it, dude. I'll choose one. I'll choose one. It's Dune. You got to see Dune in theaters. And, I, like, that's it's, not happening. Well, that, you know. <laughs> that's terrible. I, no, I don't think it is. I mean, no. unless you have like, no, listen. <laughs> Unless you have a really, really good sound system and a really, really good TV. That's not why I watch movies is because of the sound system. Well, that's not true. Some movies. Yeah, I watch movies for the visuals and the sound. I feel like that's a fair uh, way to approach them. And this one, like, I, I don't know. It was just like, it's such a visual spectacle that I can't imagine, at least in my setup, I can't imagine watching it at home. Well, you don't even have an 8K television with uh, How dare you? HDR and a surround sound soundbar. So. That's true. I'm here living the IMAX experience at home. D-Box wow. makes it possible. My chair vibrates with the sound. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought Timmy was really, really good. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't normally like love Jason Momoa, but I thought he was really good. He is. I thought everyone was really good. It was just like really good. You're not car. I that's fine, but you're not selling me on this movie. I don't know how to sell. Like I think the main selling point for me was just like seeing how Denis Villeneuve interprets all this stuff. Like it's all just cool. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. It's cool. Like he has a cool brain that works in cool ways. It just sounds like a coffee table book to me, but I get, I'm, like, I'm not here to like argue against this movie I haven't seen. It's just, uh, I, I, was, I guess I was hoping for you to give me something more than the, the like the logline that it's really good looking because that's, I understand that, I guess, but that's not enough for me. I guess the other thing is, and this is like, I, this, I just didn't know about Dune. Like, I think it's a sure. really cool story. I like the idea of it feels like a very um, 
timeless idea of like colonialism and stuff. And I think like they do an interesting job of portraying that. And, um, I don't know, like there's it, like it, I was prepared to not love the story because it just seems like nerdy isn't a fair word, but it always seemed really nerdy. Like just Game of Thrones. Yeah, Yeah. but it feels so much different than that. I don't know if that's because it's Denis Villeneuve doing it and like he brings like the cool factor, but it all just feels so like it's set like 8,000 years in the future or something and it feels like it. Like it just feels like they're on a different plane of existence and they're talking in really interesting ways and there's so much like um like there's so much uh, there's so many interesting pieces of it like i really like the part of it that's like the main character speaking in a certain way to make people do what he wants i don't know how to describe it like when he has to talk at a certain pitch and it makes people do the thing that he's yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) parcel tongue Mm -hmm. i don't know i I just thought it was like i i don't go for fantasy and it feels like this is as close as i can get um and i really enjoyed it is this prestige fantasy was this prestige prestige sci-fi okay excellent yeah i mean everything his last like three movies are prestige sci-fi i would say Mm. Okay. Is that Arrival and Blade Runner and this? Yes. Okay. I always forget yeah. he did Arrival, but it makes total sense when you think it about it. It does make total sense. Yeah. 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 He's just, I think he also has a really good grip on uh, emotion. And like, <laughs> I think it's more available when the story doesn't also have like these really cool spaceships that are like dragonflies. <laughs> but, but I think he does, he knows how to work all that stuff and it's really effective. Okay. Yeah. I hear you, Car. And Timmy's so good. Okay. I love Timmy. Okay. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I really would like to not watch it though. So maybe we can work something out there <laughs> where I don't what have to watch What does working it? it out look like? I give you something and you give me the ability to know what you're doing. <laughs> I'll take a bribe. Okay, I'll send it to in the mail. <laughs> okay. Do I have to watch That's Dune okay. Part 2? Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be first in line to see yeah. Dune Part 2. I can't wait. Okay. Have you seen any other movies at theaters that were you to watch them at home? You'd say, ugh, I can't even pay attention to this. I'm on my phone the entire movie. Well, I think that's the other thing at play here is I'm having a harder and harder time not looking at my phone when I'm watching movies. At home or in the theater? At home. Okay. I would never pull up my phone in the theater, which is why it makes it easier. Give it enough time. No, 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 no. Um, Carly, why is that? Is your attention span? Is it because the days are getting shorter? You're, you're losing out on vitamin D. No, it's my attention span. It's getting worse. Why, Carly? Why? I don't know. Thirties <laughs> creeping up on you and it's like, man, <laughs> I sure have a finite amount of time in my life and I'm spending it watching all these movies. I better go on Twitter instead. <laughs> yep. Two things at once. I can still yeah. log this on Letterboxd. Nobody's going to know. Yeah, but I didn't I pay any know, attention man. to it. I heard Brucey. <laughs> He's really crawling all over the counter. 
what have I watched? Gosh. Well, Carly, it's October. It's Halloween month. Spooky season. Devil's night. Are you going to trick or treat tomorrow? No, but I might put up the pumpkin sign in my apartment building so that other little kids trick or treat. What? Uh, in my building, you can designate that you want trick or treaters by getting a little pumpkin sign. <laughs> so, not to dox you or anything, but you live in a building with many floors. Uh, so our kids just like starting at the top and working their way down. I don't know. I'm worried that they won't make it all the way up. <laughs> yeah. Tell them to start at the top. Yeah. I hope so. I want to see the cuties in their little costumes. Yeah. Tomorrow's the first time I'll be giving out candy on Halloween. Oh, that's so cute. Aww. What kind of candy are we working with? Well, buying candy for Halloween is kind of a situation I'd never envisioned myself having <laughs> to go through, you know? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, it is kind of weird. It seems like you're never, it seems like the house always wins when you're buying Halloween candy. You know, <laughs> not my yeah. house. Pick and save is is winning because it's like $6 for this bag of candy, but it looks like all the candy is kind of crummy. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you be a good house on Halloween. and not I think all starve. you have to do is not be the worst house. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Whew. I will take the floss little packets of floss <laughs> out of the bowl. I think we'll be yeah, okay. Yeah, I think as long as you're working with a sour candy or the pack that's like Three Musketeers, Milky Way, Snickers or something, you're good. Are you positing on this podcast that Three Musketeers is good? I'm positing that I think kids might want it. Okay, kids are stupid, huh? Yeah, kids are dumb. What do you think all the kids are going to be? Because it's probably not Squid Game, I would assume... Give that a couple years. There, are there be Paul were, I guess, Doom. a lot of adult Squid Game costumes. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Do, were you uh, Chris Maloney yet? Yeah, I was Chris Maloney. How'd that go over? No one got it. Car, it's such an obscure reference, and you don't really look like Chris Maloney. I... Once I, people saw the picture, they knew it. And, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. um, I met a guy who met the photographer of those pictures, which was really fun. And he was like, oh, oh, Squid Game. And you're like, no, no, no. Just <laughs> just How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> um, we could talk about Spiral Car and how you owe me $10. Oh, Yes, yeah, I do owe you $10, whatever. But that could have gone either way, really. Yeah, it could have. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked that it was... I both liked and disliked that it was separated from the Saw mythos for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Rock is a terrible actor. Yes, I distinctly... I don't remember much of this movie at this yeah. point. I That's remember fair. his yelling being so yeah. bad. It's like anytime he has to like not be joking with someone, it's like straight up yelling, crying, like tearing his hair yeah. out because he's trying to get something across to this group yeah. of cops. Yes. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. <laughs> it was not a good movie. I love the guy, Spiral. <laughs> Spiral? I don't think they name him that in the movie, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> Spiral. Christmasina? Is that right? Sure. 
Yeah, I really, really like that guy a lot. Okay. Spoilers for the end of Spiral. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, the not Jigsaw voice is amazing. Oh, I don't remember it's it like, now. Can you impersonate it? Hello, Chris Rock. I put you in a room and it's like, it's even more monotone. It's like, Chris Rock, you will atone for your sins. In front of you is a Jigsaw. Okay, piece. yeah, I kind of It's really good. Uh, yeah, it's really it's, good. Sam Jackson is completely underutilized through the entire movie, yes. which is crazy. <laughs> um, the traps weren't very good. I don't know. Like I, I had zero expectations and I had an all right time with it, but I think it's maybe the second worst Saw movie in my estimation. To what? Uh, Saw 3D, I think, is still the worst yeah. of them all. But that feels completely right. Yeah. Like Jigsaw was so much better than this. Yes, by um, like million times over. Yes. So it's it's kind of depressing. We're like moving in the opposite direction over time, uh, or it's like we're I have seeing faith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you? Yeah, I think like so. What I got movie. from this is that we'll get some more spiral movies or whatever. Right. Starring and Chris Rock. And I think Rock? like if no starring Christmas scene. God, it's killing me. If that's I have his to name beep this out every time you say it, car. <laughs> But I think so. Like, if this movie was more focused on like introducing a new bad guy, and then the future ones can be more focused on like traps, then I'm totally game. Like, that sounds great. Right. It felt really half-hearted. All the traps. Like, it felt like, well, I guess we should have saw traps. Like, they don't even really factor into the the movie itself so much. I don't know. I think the only good one was the tongue. And that's right away. It's like the first two minutes yeah. and then you're... Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Broken Glass one was all right. I don't... Mm, it's kind of I silly. don't remember that. It's like this big machine and then the bottles go into the grinder and then they shoot at the dude. And he's oh! like, Chris Rock, help me! That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was all right. I don't know. Yeah. I had an all right time with this movie, Spiral. Uh, yeah. I watched I Can See... Can you tell me? more about chris messina's moral code can you stop saying his full name like that no one's gonna watch this movie no one cares about this movie okay what was your question what's his moral code i feel like it's different than jigsaws he just hates cops oh okay that's it that's kind of (laughs) cool it's it's uh it's crazy that this movie came out at the time it did and yeah. Was made before the time it came out. And then they're like, this all worked out okay. <laughs> Except nobody watched it. I think people it. will jive with this. Yeah. yeah. We have our finger on the pulse of society. Spiral. Yeah. From the Book of Saw. Yeah. All right. I would okay. like to talk about ICU. What's that one? Check out the poster if you would. Okay. Opening letterbox. Okay. This is some ASMR I of Carly opening letterbox on her laptop. You. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, can I introduce something I wanted to talk about so that <laughs> you maybe don't spoil this? I'm going to okay. watch a scary movie after this. Yeah. And I want it to be so scary. So if this, this is, is not that. It. Oh, shoot. Okay. Unless you like it. I don't know. There's. Oh, I will talk around this movie as much as I can. But it feels like prestige horror in the way that we know it now Mm -hmm. from a very from like the most amateurish 
perspective I think I've ever seen prestige horror be done, which is kind of cool in its okay. own way. Where it's like, what if hereditary, but nobody could act? You know? <laughs> okay. Um, but there's like this tone in the first half of this movie that's like really cool and unsettling. And then there's this like exactly at the midpoint of the movie, there's this huge twist that I didn't see coming and was really cool. And then the rest of the movie is kind of boring because you know. Can you give me like a general overview of the first half? Sure. Well, it's like this family, mom, dad, and son, and the dad's a detective and he's investigating these child abductions. And there is stuff going on in their house that feels like maybe there's like a presence or they're being haunted um, hmm. like, uh, the, this, they just have a son, but they, the mom comes home and this, this guy is like, Hey, I fixed your window. Your daughter let me in. And she's like, Ooh. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a lot of that. And, uh, great, great soundtrack. Very, uh, strange, kind of like a very watered down end of annihilation, kind of like a lot of weird, like uh. moaning noises, like digitized. That kind of thing. So there's a lot that I really liked, but then I found it really kind of tiresome to watch towards the end because it's like Hmm. it's kind of going over some beats that you already know. And it's like, okay, I get it. Not very scary, I would say, but very interesting and like a cool project. Helen Hunt is in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. (laughs) Huh. And she's all right. I mean, she's normally great. Yeah, she's probably the best performance. But I, like I said, a lot of the performances are pretty bad. How did you find it? The poster. I had seen the poster before and it was like, okay. I was just kind of like, I wanted to watch a horror movie and it was like on Amazon. I'm like, okay, sure. I see you. Some people like this. The poster like this, is so don't. good. Yeah, it's a really creepy poster. And I think the representation of what's going on there in the film is also creepy and cool. Okay. But it's also not what I expected. But I won't give any huh. of it away because it's like the main point of the movie. It's like cool Ooh. stuff. I don't know. I'd be I guess I'd be interested in your thoughts because it it felt much more suited to my taste, I guess. Okay. Than I would expect it to be suited to your taste, but you might get more out of it than I did. I don't know. Interesting. It's a very unique film, I would say. Okay. That's a pretty good ad for it. Anytime anyone's like, <laughs> you might not like it as much, I'm like Ooh, let Ooh. me challenge that preconception. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got to say. But I see you. I guess I I thought it was cool. Um, maybe we swing back to you, Car. Oh shoot. Um. Okay. I watched Halloween Kills. I thought it was bad. Okay. Where? Oh, I'm so interested in the Halloween movies, but everyone I talk to hates them, so I never watch them because nobody ever wants to watch them with me. Where are you at on this topic, Car? I don't think they're great. They're not my type of scary movie. Okay. Like, home intrusion movies don't scare me okay. for the most part. Um, The idea of, like, this one serial killer that, like, moves slow. Yeah. Doesn't really scare me. Do you think people who like own a gun for home safety are way more like 
<laughs> triggered by movies like Halloween because it's it's funny you know. said home invasion because I never really think of it that way, but that's totally what these movies are. And like yeah. I don't I don't have that fear. I don't worry about that. But there are people who are like way into like King of My Castle type of crap. I wonder if they're like. And way that into- is the energy I think, especially of the later ones. But it's weird. Like they call him. It, they call Michael in the movies like the boogeyman. Yeah. And it's just like, that's so not what the boogeyman is to me. (laughs) (laughs) He's like under your bed, like, (sighs) yeah, the boogeyman is like a weird creature that I can't look at. Like like, no one believes you is real. And they're like, Carly, there's nothing in your closet. Right. So I think like, so the, I watched the original one, I think probably around Halloween last year. Oh, Halloween 2018. So yeah. Um, and there were like cool parts and I was like, okay, like I get, I get this being special in like, it was 80 years movie. ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it like didn't really do anything for me. And I think yeah. I like sort of actively disliked parts of it. Okay. And then this movie was just bad. It was bad. Yeah. I don't know. It, like I, it was also so, um, dependent on you seeing the one that came before this which right. i didn't expect right um like it it picks up immediately after the last one ends hmm. and i had no idea what was going on oh because um, you haven't seen previous yes right okay um yeah i don't know and it's like why is judy greer in this i love her oh, this I like doesn't judy make greer. sense i know same <sighs> um there was one really, really good part with the guy who played what's a mad TV character that's a little boy. Oh, uh, Stewart. <laughs> yeah, the guy who played Stewart's in it, and it, like oh, legitimately, that part of the movie is awesome. Like, it's really, really good. Yeah, funny and scary and okay. sweet. Okay, and then everything else is bad. I don't know. When you say bad, though, like what is, I, I can't really picture what that means in this context. Of- it's like if you took like the crappy parts of Spiral where they're just in the police station. OK. But made it less corny. OK. Or made it less fun, at okay. least. OK. And no scary. And then that's just the whole movie. I don't know. OK. Like the bad version <laughs> of Malignant. But they're putting so much emotion in it, too. Like they're trying to really make you feel stuff and I'm just like not feeling anything. And then yeah. there's this, can I spoil it for you? Um, no, I was, I was planning to watch it at some point. Okay. Then I yeah. won't spoil it for you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I don't get this as a franchise really, which is sure. like, I can't be judgmental. Cause like, I think about something like saw and it's like, I can yeah. see that this is bad and I just like it. So like, I can't. Well, yeah. I mean like, there's this culture I feel like where like why did you why did you feel compelled to watch the sequel to a movie you haven't seen in a franchise you don't care for? Like what what's going on there, Tara? I was curious about it. Um and it, I last Sunday night I was going for ultimate cozy vibes. So we of like course. ordered pizza and watched Ooh. this and that felt right. Like okay. it was a good thing to watch for that mood. Right. Um, I didn't want like a scare or I didn't want to watch a scary that was actually scary. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. That is, that is such a great mood of horror movie that is not actually scary, but it's just like, yeah, it's Where just it's like, like and it's dumb. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like pouring rain outside. It was just like, yeah, this is nice. Yeah. If it was truly like if the entire movie was centered around the guy who played Stuart, 
Great. I would have loved it. That okay. was great. I don't know. I always love when he pops up and you're like, oh, yeah. hey. He's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. We, we suppose. <laughs> can I uh, can I trade you your 80s horror for an 80s horror of my own? Mm-hmm. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Freddy's mm. Revenge. Have you seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street? I've seen the first one for sure. Okay. I feel like I've seen more, but I, okay. I can't confirm. This is a crazy, crazy movie. <laughs> okay, why? So unexpectedly... This is unique car. This is a, uh, you don't get them like this too often. (laughs) This is, and there's differing interpretations of this movie, I think, but it's pretty obvious what's going on. This is a movie starring a, an actor who would come out as gay shortly after the release of this film that is entirely about, in my eyes, like closeted homosexuality and like inner turmoil regarding that in the guise of the sequel to an 80s slasher film and <laughs> how does that play out it's incredible i was so into this movie and and it's just it's incredible that this came out and people like i don't know like joe six pack is just like yeah man more than nightmare <laughs> on elm street too <laughs> But it's like the coach is in like leather and now he's naked and being whipped by <laughs> Freddie in a shower. And it's like, how did this happen? But it's beautiful that it happened, except it's not beautiful that it happened because apparently there was like a lot of like strife on set and like, you know, okay, some darkness going on there. Um, there's a documentary about the making of this movie that I would really love to see. And about the mm-hmm. main actor, because he kind of his career was kind of savaged by his movies. People kind of blamed him for because uh, it was not a critical darling, this movie. And I think mm. the production kind of turned on him at a certain point. Uh, but and he's not a great actor, but, you know, there's just like scene of him like doing a dance routine in his bedroom and like very like phallic prop use that's going on. And it's just, it's like a fever dream, but it's like really, it it just feels like them getting stuff past the radar in this, like in like the perfect, you know, like perfect form of that, which is just like, you know, eighties horror, anything is possible. It's all crazy dream sequences anyway. Yeah. And this just goes in like a very unique direction with that. And I thought it was not a great movie, but certainly a great experience to see this unfold. Did you have any idea going in? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I thought it was huh. just like, eh, this one's not as good as the first one, but that's, that's only part of the story. Is it the same director and stuff? No, I don't believe so. Okay. No, it was interesting. Uh, Wes Craven did the first one and he was like, Nope, not doing it. Not doing a sequel. Oh. And then he came back and did sequels. I think but that's a story for another day. But anyway, nightmare was- on Elm street two is crazy. Was there anything scary about it? No, I don't know. I don't think okay. the first one's that scary either. I think it's just cool special yeah. effects showcases. Um, uh, there's a part where a parakeet gets out of a cage and then it flaps around and then it explodes. <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> it starts on fire. It's awesome. And he's like so many scenes of like main dude waking up just like coated in sweat from a nightmare in his bed. And he's like, only in his tidy whities and it's just like okay. this is such a weird vibe for this movie really cool that's so interesting i've never heard anything about this movie 
Me either. This was my introduction to it and what an introduction. Yeah. Very good. Huh. What are you rocking from? Where would you rank it against Dream Warriors? I think Dream Warriors is a great film. Okay. No, I, w- I would say probably one, three, two would be my <laughs> personal ranking. Okay. But they're all fun. They're all good yeah. or bad. <laughs> and that's okay. Three is just like, we have these ideas that are barely, they don't hold together at all as a movie. But like, here's a fun way for a teenager to die in a dream sequence. And then they just do that yeah. over and over. And it's like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So. That's fun. Yeah. Um, Did you watch okay. Alien Car? Well, we can't talk about okay, that. Okay, sorry. Um, Did you watch Aliens? Well, we can't talk about that. Oh. Did you watch Alien 3? <laughs> um. Okay, I watched Escape Room. Oh my god, yes. Is October not the greatest month of the year? It's the greatest month of the year. Okay. Also, we should just make this season longer. I like Absolutely. I, scary movies are so freaking fun. It's such a nice time. Um, I talk. I can't tell you how talk. happy I am. <laughs> yeah, that you found like, a new saw. I, I, truly, like I was thinking about that so much. Like and like the. I don't want to call it a rip off of Saw, but it, no, it's fine. They say something along the lines of like, "Would you like to play a game?" Love like it. it's like no problem whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, and it's so. I would imagine to anyone who's seen Saw, which I imagine it's a lot of people who have watched Escape Room, like everyone knows, sure. we know what's going on. It's okay. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. This was a much, much, much better movie than Spiral <laughs> from the Book of Saw. <laughs> and it's like, <sighs> it's it's also bad, which is good. Like right. each of the characters in the Escape Room are given a trauma backstory, essentially. Okay. And it's so cheap and it's so unnecessary. Right. But it's also like, yes, like these filmmakers <laughs> yes. think that they need a tragic, awful story right. associated with each one of these characters in order to make us like them, which we don't. It's just like the cheapest form of storytelling ever. And it's so nice. Car. Um, and it's, huh? Can I jump in real quick? Yeah, yeah. Remember in that one Saw movie when the lady made the dude think he had smothered their baby by rolling onto it in his sleep? (laughs) (laughs) What a tragic backstory. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Okay, sorry. (laughs) As you were. Um, And then it's truly just like... I... Like, during this movie... Oh my god, Bruce is... Okay. Um, Bruce, we're trying to talk about escape room. I picked up my phone maybe twice. Like, I was just glued to the screen. It was, like, one of those where, like, my heart was pounding. (laughs) But it's also, like, they're making all of it stupid enough for me to sort of figure it out. Right. Which is so nice. Like, I was describing it to someone else as Saw mixed with National Treasure. Oh, my God. Where it's just, like, yeah, it's perfect. Oh, my God. Clues and fun set design. And. Finally. like bad things happening to people. Like uh, I loved it. I deeply, deeply loved it. Um, and then the end is just like a way for them to set up that there will be sequels. And right. I think a lot of people hate that. Like I was shocked. I was truly shocked to go on Letterboxd and see yeah. what the score 2. was. I was like, is everyone 
an idiot. Like, right. <laughs> and then I was reading through and like so many people hate the ending, but it's like, you guys, you have to do this. Like, right. what are you talking about? We can't have it end and then it ends. We have to have it end. And then there's something else to suggest that this will all happen again. Like <laughs> Carrie always was there the whole time setting up the trap. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I was just so happy. Like, there should be a million of these movies and we have some which is what like nine of them or something yep. and now we're gonna get more through this series and i'm happy that sounds great yeah it's the best i love it yeah what's the uh aesthetic it's is it like so jigsaw? it feels so no it feels more high budget for sure really okay yes it feels like it looks honestly i think pretty good like it uh, it doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't feel... I'm trying to think if there's an equivalent. Uh, no, honestly, it just like looks pretty darn good the okay. entire way through. Okay. Um, which it kind of needs to because like so much of the point is like they're in these elaborate rooms that are supposed to look really good. So it would kind of suck if they look bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like there was like a decent amount of money poured into it. Also, hmm. I love Taylor Russell, who's like sort of the main character. I think she does a great job. Um, okay. Yeah. You, really fun. This is how you should have sold Dune to me, Car, Because I'm like, I'm into it. I, I want to go watch it right now. Speaking of delightful, very good movies. Yes. Um, I watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh, did you like it? I did like it quite a bit. Really? Very oh, funny. Hey. I think it kind of it kind of loses steam towards the end. Because mm-hmm. there's like a plot, and it's like, why is there a plot in this movie? Like, it's so confusing the way it starts, where it's like evil. Yeah. What's her face? Like, so silly. Yeah. Really, it feels like two movies smushed together or something. Like, I don't, I don't really understand what this movie's trying to do, <laughs> but uh, the jokes are fun. I also kind of love that it like is that way. Yeah. No one needed this movie about two like. Middle-aged Midwestern women to have like a evil end scientist. of the world thing or something. Yeah. <laughs> evil mosquito, <laughs> yes, James Bond villain thing going on, played yeah, by the same like, character. I don't know. That's kind of wonderful. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I. It was fine. It just towards the end, it's like okay, we have like a plot structure, and it's like, well, yeah, I know where this is going. Um, I really liked not to steal this away from Barb and Star, but I loved the uh, guy. Yes. He was fantastic, I thought. Uh, I thought everybody was really good. I thought it was very funny. And I loved the crab. And I loved his musical mm-hmm. number on the beach. The musical number on the beach is like one of the funniest <laughs> things I've seen in a movie recently. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. Um, boy, yeah. I, and I, I just, it has this very SNL from the 90s, like superstar energy to it that I was missing in my life. And mm-hmm. it did very well by that. I think, too, like, uh, their chemistry, uh, yeah. Kristen Wiig and, I'm so sorry for getting the other lady's name, the is just lovely. Yeah. Like, they really, I mean, I think they are, like, true, uh, like, best friends in real life, but, like, it, it just feels so real and nice. Um, yeah. And I like hanging out with them when they're at the furniture store as well, I think is really lovely. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah. A lot of great cameos going on mm-hmm. throughout the thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm pleasantly surprised. I guess. Oh, like, yeah. I know you had liked it, but it didn't really seem like my kind of 
movie, but I thought it was very good. We get so few funny comedies. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Every time we get one, it's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Like there was, I feel like comedies were big for a while and then it was like unrated edition DVD. And that's like the last time I remember comedies being a big deal. Yeah. I feel like there was another one from this year. Hmm. That maybe I watched. Oh, Boss Baby 2, of course. (laughs) Oh, my God. Starring Alec Baldwin. Um, this movie stars Alec Baldwin as a baby. <laughs> uh, let's move on from Boss Baby too. I don't. We don't need to talk about it. Car, how about you? No. Um, I watched uh, the worst person in the world. The worst poster in the world is more like it. But go on, Car. Kinda. Kinda. Um, I love this movie a okay. lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I saw I, <laughs> another movie by this filmmaker. Okay. I forget what it's called. Oh, Ooh, like Thelma. Filmmaker. Thelma, Thelma. Okay. Um, I think he's Norwegian. Joaquin okay. Trier. Okay. Um, but this movie is about, I mean, it's like a, sort of the plot of like every indie foreign film, I guess. But it's like Woo. A, a woman, I think in her late Here we go. 20s. Okay, I got my bingo uh, card. Ready yeah. to go. Carly's talking about this movie of the episode. Okay. Yeah. I got the free space um, in the middle. A woman in her late 20s okay. trying to figure out career and love. Okay. It feels like it's a okay. summary. Got it. Um, I'm too I awake. Was so, <laughs> I was so charmed by it. Okay, um, that's another one. <laughs> I'm going to get over there and give you a knuckle sandwich. Sick em, Bruce. Sick em. <laughs> Um, I, It's just like a... Con- a good story with like, say five outstanding sequences. Okay. Um, you won't watch this movie, I'm guessing. I don't know. Okay. Um, Is it I'll June? say there's no. Okay. <laughs> there's yes. this one movie or this one scene or sort of set of scenes where it's just like a the main character and this guy like having the time of their lives with each other at a party, just like doing stupid stuff and like maybe falling in love. And it's like the most joyful, stupid, fun scene ever. Um, And then it also like just absolutely annihilated me. Like there's, there's some parts of it that are like very, very touching. And like, this is so dramatic, but it's true. Like there's this one sort of like soliloquy by one of the characters that like remind <laughs> this is so stupid that like reminded me why it's good to live like it was just okay, like the most nicely put that is a big reason it is <laughs> was nicely put like oh my god it, it is good to like be on earth sometimes oh um <laughs> Which, like, I don't think I've ever gotten that from a movie before. But only in theaters. Uh, only if you see it in theaters will it have this effect on you. Yeah. It was very visually nice, but I think you could watch okay. this one at home. Oh, nice. Um, I did see it. This is my Chicago International Film Festival experience, which was kind of fun. It was... Ex- oh, my God. Okay. Also, <laughs> talking about good, uh, <laughs> terrible theater experiences. So, oh, I was no. like... You know when you get... like I, get I was anxiety. so during these conversations (laughs) i was so sucked into this movie that like truly a bomb could have gone off or something and like it wouldn't have bugged Uh me uh i was like sword right yeah like that yeah that could have happened and it would have been fine by me but 
so there's like a quite an emotional component to like the last third of the movie or so. Um, and during one of the most emotional scenes, like I was truly like tears are tears are streaming down the face sort of thing. Sure. This couple comes in. I think it was sold out. There was like no seating available. They had not been in the movie previous to this. I'm guessing they walked into the wrong movie. Yeah. They're talking on their cell phone, trying to find their buddy and they're walking across the theater and they smell so yeah. deeply of weed. Like, okay. it's just like they okay. came straight from like, I don't know, <laughs> smoking somewhere. Um, and then they stand to the left of like in the left aisle for a while talking to their buddy and then they leave. And it was just like, <laughs> it's going on. And they're, like, even without the context of the entire movie, it would be very clear to tell like, oh, this is a really serious part of this movie. Right. Right. Did not care. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's why I like to go to theaters instead of at home because at home people yeah. don't wander into my <laughs> viewing, <laughs> smelling of weed. It was really funny. It was also like the most like uppity group of like middle aged cinephiles, which is yeah. know, an experience. Um, Get this filth out of here. Yeah, I was kind of like that. Cool. Um, no one said anything though, which is good. Um, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. And then, yeah, anyways, it was, like, really, really lovely. I really want to watch his other big one, which is, like, the Oslo August 31st or whatever. Hmm. Um, it was me. I don't know. You would recognize the cover, I think. Sure. It's one of those that just, like, floats around. And the main guy <laughs> in that is one of the main guys in... Um, the worst person on Earth. Worst person in the world, yeah. Very good car. Yeah, I had a really nice time. That's probably near top of list for the year it was wonderful i don't know if that's eligible car <laughs> film oh, festival that's true. Film it might not be yeah, yeah yeah okay we'll have to keep an eye on it mm. i have a movie that is eligible Ooh. Zola. oh that's right okay yeah, yeah yeah i got a preview to this you got a preview you told me already that you didn't like review. it all that much. Yeah. No, I didn't really care for it. I have a question for you, Car. Mm-hmm. Isn't the appeal of the original Twitter feed that it's kind of crazy and cinematic in a way that, like, real life is not? Yeah, but I... Well, okay, so no. Okay. I think the appeal of the original Twitter thread was just, like, each tweet you read was, like more shocking than the last sort of thing. Right. Um, but I guess to like, I already argue with that your point, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure it's the point Go you're on. making is I think they, one of the best parts of the movie is that yeah. they make it so otherworldly, but it's a movie. Yeah. But it's also like a fantasy story. Like it's like, that's a, what I'm saying though. Like yeah. what, to what end do we adapt this you know, like to a different medium like this. I feel like it takes away from the appeal of not that I, I I'm speaking in tongues because I haven't actually read the original uh, Twitter feed, but it would seem to me the appeal is that it's, it's like this journey you go on and it's, it's larger than life. And then you just adapt that into like the most obvious, like now it's a movie. Like I, I feel like it saps some of the, the novelty and the, you know, why it's interesting from that. Cause now it's just a movie. I think the movie, 
movie did a really good job of like playing with the idea of like um it's number one like it's just from this one person's perspective or is it um well, For and then number bit. two, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I, yeah, I think that part of the movie is like so unexpected and like yeah. very, very fun. Um, right. And combined with balancing the like, like true horror of yeah. that experience. Like, I think they do a wonderful job of like oh, this is funny and silly, and then, like, hey, also deal with the fact that, like, there's some really, really, really <laughs> bad stuff going on here for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But that happens in movies. Yeah. This is a movie. Like, it didn't... It's just another movie. Like, it's... it's You know... It, at no point was I like, oh, this happened to someone. It just felt like a movie. It was just like, oh, a movie's mm. happening. You know? Yeah. I don't think the point is necessarily that it did happen to a real person. Uh, you know... I'm sure it has been embellished multiple times, transitioning from real life to a Twitter feed to a movie starring actors. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't won over by the style either. Uh, mm. Like film grain is cool. I don't know. It, it's funny that they're like, hey, this is where Miami Vice is filmed because it's like, <laughs> you're going for that. I got it. Yeah. This looks like Miami Vice. I don't know. Uh <sighs> I don't get out of it what a lot of people seem to get out of it, which is that it's like this way of visualizing how online everyone is. I didn't really get that out of it, I guess. It just seemed like a movie where occasionally they look at cell phones or there's like an emoji or something, you know? Yeah, I would agree with you there. Like, I don't think it's like a representation of Instagram or something. Because it's so filmic looking like it looks. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think the actual best part of it is just, like, I really like how it looks and I like what the director decided to do with it. Yeah. Which is, like, way more elevated than anything on Instagram would right. be, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, um, not to get all deep on your car, but isn't Instagram supposed to be, like, this is what your life could be like? Like, it's very, like, aspirational, but still, like, this is how I live. This is my life. This doesn't feel like that at all. This is, like you know, a movie about people. But parts of it, I guess like parts of it kind of are like in the parts where you want it to feel like, Oh, they're living like sort of what they want. Like the parts of it where it feels like what they would want to post on social media, I guess like it does look like that. And then it's just also like counterbalanced with like Nicholas Braun in the gas station for a while. Right. I didn't get yeah. his character. Apparently, he's from something or something. I don't know. He's from Succession. Okay. He's the best. I know, but I, I don't have that touchstone, so, so he was just kind of annoying. It was like, oh, it's like <laughs> it's like McLovin 10 years old. Oh, I think, or something. like, he's... I like that character a lot because he's that so person. stupid. Like, he's just so dumb. Yeah, and he's like, like a puppy dog. He's like a puppy dog. He's also not like innocent. You know what I mean? Like, no, totally. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a scumbag as well, but he's right. a scumbag you can get behind, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, again, this is coming from the fact that I love Nicholas Braun, but like yeah. he did one of those, uh, YouTube videos where you like talk about a scene, you know? Yeah. 
And it's the one of him and Taylor Page in the car while, like, the worst stuff is happening with Riley Keough's character. (laughs) Um, And it's just, like, him watching a vine and talking about, like, how he wants to make vines. And, like, I think that scene is wonderful. And it's, like, very touching and... Believable. Well-placed within the movie. Yeah. I'd agree with you there, Kai. It's just uh, kind of a one-note character, I guess, or, like... Yeah. That's not to say it doesn't have depth, but it's just kind of like he is like, it's a, you know, this character immediately Mm -hmm. and they don't really change that at any point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really, really, really liked when stuff is going real bad Mm -hmm. and she's just kind of sitting on the bed and then like the Mac screensaver takes over in her head. I thought that was a really awesome way to visualize that. Yeah. I wish there were more. Parts like that, I guess. Um, this brings up a topic I wanted to cover with you, Car. What's that? I don't really know how to broach the subject. Um, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of crap children's movies. No, oh, no. Um, this will tie back to Zola. Hold on. Okay. Go with me on this. Hey, I'm ready for the journey. So at some point, there was this change where whether this is how people act or not, in movies, everyone started FaceTiming with each other. Mm. And it it frustrates me or I'm confused as to why this is the cinematic way that we show people talking to each other now. Because I've never once seen that concept portrayed in a way that is not the most boring thing in the entire world. Where it's just somebody holding a phone and then you see other character on the phone talking to them. And it's like before characters used to be able to talk on a phone and do something. But now it's just like static shot of someone holding a phone. And it feels like novelty or something like they haven't figured this out, but they're just like, we know how people talk on phones. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I think there's like two things. Like, (laughs) yeah, I I thought your point initially was going to be like, do people use FaceTime? Which I don't think they do. I think they do. And this is something I've realized over the past like couple of years is we are not a FaceTime family. No, not at all. I don't want to see any of you people. I don't want you to see me. I would say like everyone I know FaceTimes a lot. That's craziness. Yeah. Which is, yeah, very crazy. But like, yeah, I think it's extremely, extremely common. We are just not a FaceTime family. Okay, that's fair. Um, That's fair. But then, yeah, to your second point, like... I'm trying, honestly, it might just because we be because we were just talking about Nicholas Braun. But like the one time I can think of a FaceTime scene adding something instead of just being like a split screen between the two characters or something was (laughs) there's a scene of like the patriarch in succession taking a like devastating FaceTime at a random gas station. Okay. And he's just like this old fogey. So he's like holding the phone so that only the top of his face is in it. Like, which is like good. Like that's great. Like that's how this like old guy who's so out of touch with everything would hold his phone. Right. But yeah, most of the time it's just like a way. Yeah. To do the opposite of what you're describing, which is like show these people in their environments doing things. Right. Instead. It's just like, it takes me out of the experience because it's like, oh, <laughs> like uh, he's all that, that uh, Instagram, <laughs> or whatever. like half that movie is just like, I'm talking to my friend on my phone and you can see my friend because we're FaceTiming. And it's like, yeah, I don't understand. 
yeah. why or how this is happening. And it's always really distracting because I'm like, that's probably not how that would look. Right. They're always yeah, because like it's always like a, the lit. green screened yeah, 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 yeah. of it onto the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like <laughs> the only example I can think of that it was good was like host, which is not exactly right. the same thing, but it's like we're using this to an end, you know. Right. It's not just like we don't know how to make this look good, so we're just going to roll with it. Uh, I think maybe there's no way to do this well. I think that there probably is. And like, I'm, I can't remember how much FaceTime is a piece of this, but like um, eighth grade, I remember doing a really, really good job of like visualizing social media. Like, wait, both. what are you? I feel like I am in a fugue state. What did, what are we saying? What did you? Eighth grade, the movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. I guess it just sounded like I was saying eighth grade. That was just um, like, okay. Got it. <laughs> Um, did like a great job of visualizing social media, Bruce. both as like, yeah, he's knocking over just Bruce. everything he can. Um, and also like showing what's going on on a phone without being corny about it. Yeah. 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 But that's such a, it's like a problem. It's like a yeah. problem you can solve, but it's like this, I feel like it's hanging over film, you know? Well, that's like, I think I remember someone saying about Lady Bird that like, it makes sense that Greta Gerwig chose that era because, like, I think it was probably closer to the time that she was growing up or something. But yeah. it's also nice that they just didn't have to worry about cell phones. Right. Yeah. I wish I could not have to worry about cell phones, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that made me think of this is Krista hates when in a movie it'll show text messages on yeah. the screen. <laughs> yep. Like, just floating. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, that aspect. <laughs> anytime it happens, she's like, Mm-mm, don't do that. Stop. It is corny. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. It, it depends. Like, I remember House of Cards doing it, and it was super annoying. Yep, Sherlock does and it, it a is, lot. It's, yeah, it, true. Yeah, I just, I guess Succession is so on the brain. But, like, they, yeah. so much of what they do is, like, through text, but they never yeah. do that. Like, they That's do good. it by, like, incorporating it into conversation, and that feels like the right way to do it. But again, it's like, as a director, I would hate that because you're having to, it doesn't feel natural, I guess, ever. It's like, we, this is how people talk and we just have to deal with that, even though this doesn't make for good movie making. Like, it's not, nothing is cinematic about me texting someone. But it could also be like, the other way to approach it is like, oh, you get to build in mystery by the fact that like some characters may be talking to each other without the audience knowing like that I've, can also very be leverage see that though i feel like yeah that's a fair point i'm with you yeah. but i can't think of a good example of that except uh texting in your pocket without looking at it whoa Ooh, the departed oh yes who's he talking mm-hmm. to it's jack nicholson <laughs> oh no uh, martin scorsese figured this out who would have known did. Years, years ago, ago. yeah you know, it's craziness yeah god bless him God bless him. Okay, that was my cell phone rant. I don't know. It's just, it frustrates me for some reason because I'm just like, yeah. please figure this out, somebody, and then we'll never have to <laughs> deal with this again. Yeah. I or we'll come yeah. up with, like, what are we going to do when it's like VR? Is just like movies going to be people with VR helmets on like talking <laughs> to each other? It's going to be terrible. That sounds awesome. No, it's going to be like Existens or something. It's going to be garbage. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. <sighs> oh, man. Well, Kara, I, I don't know. The, 
this is no less structured than our normal one, but I still have like five movies I could talk about. How are you doing? I could talk about one more. Hit me, dude. So last Halloween, I watched Hell House LLC, um, which was a shockingly good and terrifying movie. <laughs> What's it called? Hell House LLC. <laughs> I like that. That's very sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like so low budget and stuff, but it's like this um, group of, I don't know, 20 somethings are like, hey, there's this like a creepy house. Let's make a haunted house in it. Okay. Oh, and we'll document okay. it along okay. the way. I can see and where like, this is going. Yeah. Things go wrong. Okay. Um, and then I watched Hell, Hell House LLC 2. That's a bad title. <laughs> before i watched halloween kills on sunday okay um and it was definitely worse <laughs> that's cool that's all right but it was also really really fun like yeah. it it's one of those like just such a good scary house movie and this is like a hotel that's like boarded up Ooh, and all this yeah. stuff um i won't give away like there's one Please. type of scare that they do that is just <laughs> A meme. So freaking good. Like okay. it's so scary every single time. I've never seen anything like it. Um and huh. they do a bunch of it in this. And it's also like it's the type of bad movie that is like so funny how bad it is. Like yeah. which the first one was not. The first one was like solidly good, but this one, like a bunch of the structure is a more I think oh, I forget what they call it. It's like morning murders or something so it's like a news what? segment hosted by this random oh, fake no. news lady <laughs> with one of the characters from the previous mm. film and like the mayor of the town yeah and it's like supposed to look bad because it's supposed to be like a local news thing but it yeah. also is like such bad acting and stuff so it's like wreck. Um, <laughs> no it's so much worse than wreck it's okay. like okay. really really bad um, but it's just like super enjoyable. And this one was far less scary than the first one, but it was still, I had a great, great time watching it and I would recommend. Oh, when did the, uh, uh, when did the sequel come out? I don't know, but there is a third one also. I think yes. they might've come out like around the same time, but I could be wrong there. I love horror I'm, movies because there can be franchises. I don't know about yes. where it's just like seven movies came out and I guess, and people are like, they think the sixth one is the good one. Yep, you know, yep, there's all yep. this like infighting. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here. Especially when there's like a passing off between directors. Yeah. Ooh, that's so good. We love Saw. Yeah. It's so really, much. really good. Yeah. Um, okay. So Hell House. Gosh, how are there this many movies called Hell House? That's so crazy. Oh, Hell House. Hell, Hell House LLC came out in 2015. Okay. Good year. Good year. And then the second one came out in 2018. I guess okay. just a few years. And then the third one came out 2019. Okay. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, Card. Yeah, it is. I'm really, this thing you said where it's a scare you haven't seen before is very uh, tempting. Yeah, I, mm. I wish I could tell you what it is, but I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. I'd like to watch it. Yeah, I, w I think you would enjoy it. It's really fun. I like that. I like yeah. fun. Me too. Okay, I think those are mine. Okay. So go off. Um, I don't have that much. I just wanted to say I watched that Pinocchio movie that we made fun of. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and I actually... It's, like, super boring. <laughs> uh, so I didn't end up loving the movie, but for, for 
for the first like half hour, I was like, this is actually really good. What made it good? Um, it's like this very, it, the CG is like, um, the CG is not the thing. Okay. <laughs> By which I mean, the movie is terrifying, but it's not because it has bad, creepy CGI. It actually has very little of that in it. I think it's actually a lot of prosthetics, which is crazy. Oh, um, that is generally scarier. It is, but it doesn't come off that way in the movie. Okay. Because um, it's it has this very heartfelt tone to it. Um and I just like the guy who's in it, the main guy, uh, not Pinocchio, Geppetto. Uh, I think he's the perfect, you know, like it, it, all his movies feel like labors of love. And this just feels like that again, where it's just like, you know, we kind of know the beats of the story, but like he's really good at playing like this sad father figure too. So like this, the first half hour is just very like, uh, it has a really nice look to it. And the soundtrack's very nice. And it's just kind of like sad. Like he's like, there's a, he's like a wood, he's a carpenter, but like the first shot of him is like, it looks like he's like scraping or uh, whittling wood, but then you realize it's like a cheese rind that he's like, he's like starving and he's like, he's got the, you know, he's like, he's getting the cheese Aww. off the rind. I don't know. I thought it was kind of inventive and cool. And then the movie is like based on Pinocchio, the book. So it's very like episodic and it's all these stories I I'm not at all familiar with, but there's a lot mm. of like really nice prosthetic work on like, I sent you that picture of the, I guess the coffin's full or whatever the hell they're <laughs> saying. And it's just like these bird people and it's just like terrifying, but it's like, it feels like a movie you would have seen when you were like five that you like, no one remembers. Type okay. Of thing. Yeah. And I'm kind of into that. Cause I don't see movies like that a lot. Did you ever watch, this might not be the vibe at all, but just okay. the way that you're talking about it. Um, okay, that okay. Snow White movie. No, you should watch that sometime. Okay, I would love to. Like the uh, like early two thousands. Is that what we're talking? About? It's got the guy from Twin Peaks in it. Kyle MacLachlan. No, who's Bobby? in the Red Room uh, talking about gum? Um, oh, nice. Uh, gosh, Snow White. There's like 18 Snow White movies, so I, don't I know. know. This was like very scary to me when I was a kid. Like really, really, really upsetting. Um, 1992, maybe? Oh, really? Uh, okay. No, no, no. I'll have to find it. Okay. Um, but same deal sort of words. Oh, no. Here we go. Snow White, the fairest of them all. Never heard of it. I don't know. That's so crazy because it was one of those that we got from the video store a bunch of times. Yeah. But I think it was probably a Carly only watch. Um, sure. But like same deal where it's like maybe same deal. I don't know. But it's like scary ish because it feels real, but also like a play sort of. Yeah. And just like a weird, but probably more truthful adaptation of like an old fairy tale. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of disconnected, yeah. kind of uneasy feeling. Yes, very okay. uneasy. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the Alice in Wonderland made-for-TV movie. I don't remember that. It had, like, that. Whoopi Goldberg and the girl from Napoleon Dynamite was Alice. Oh, my God. Uh, and it had uh, Gene Wilder as the turtle or whatever. Really? Which I have seen fairly recently, again, after seeing it when it was on TV. On ABC. Anyway, Pinocchio was pretty good. Um, okay. I 
Pinocchio was a Netflix thing. I could talk about the Netflix DVD service for just a second, which is craziness that that's still going. (laughs) Yeah. And the website is busted and it it? just feels like it shouldn't be happening. But they keep (laughs) sending discs to me. So I don't know. It's kind of cool. Craziness. I like it just because a lot of these movies I could probably find elsewhere. Um, But it's nice to just like get a movie and be like, well, I should watch this. Right. Because when I send it back, I'll get another movie. Yeah, it's a little bit of pressure. Yeah, and it's like, I can just, I don't have to think about it. I just add a movie, and then like three months later, I'll get the movie, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I had wanted to watch this maybe at one point, and then I watch it. So what's the system? You Is it one at a time, and once you return it, they start sending you the mm-hmm. next one? Mm-hmm. I'm on the three at a time plan. Okay. Uh, but as soon as the, basically... The morning after I mail it back, they'll usually send me the next one, but I don't get it for a couple of days. So, Is it still the same deal? It's just like in that envelope? Yep. Yep. It's exactly Wild. the same as it was 40 <laughs> years ago, but now they're Blu-rays sometimes. Okay. That's nice. Do you know ahead of time if it's going to be a Blu-ray? Yep. Okay. And it'll nice. say like, you can get this sooner if you pick DVD. Like Green Knight, they're not sending to me yet because it's very popular. So they're like, if you want the DVD instead, we can send that to you right now. So does that just like linger at the top of your queue Mm -hmm. while they filter through everything else? Yes, ma'am. Crazy. Yep. I got Green Knight and something else is up there. Oh, old. Oh, okay. That's fine. Blu-ray for old is up there, but they haven't sent that yet. Oh, honestly, old would probably have some good special features. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is it's like this is the disc, which is kind of cool. So it's like if I wanted to hear the commentary, I could. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I would it. love to hear the old commentary. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> for like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Our time's coming to a close here. I'm just kind of, I, I watched both 2021 Barbie movies. Uh, <laughs> Big City, Big Dreams is superior to Barbie and Chelsea, The Lost Birthday. Chelsea as in in New York? Nope, Chelsea is Barbie's youngest sister. Oh! <laughs> Barbie has like four sisters and a mom and dad and a grandpa and there's like evil people. I don't know. The Barbie What's cinematic What's the best universe. part of one of those two movies? The music. The okay. jams. Okay. You see, Barbie is going to art school, but when she arrives a day early by mistake, she finds out that the other person who arrived early a day early by mistake is also named... Barbie, and they have the same no. last name. So they're like, I'm going to call you Brooklyn. I'll call you Malibu. And then that's how they like differentiate. Oh, it's very stupid. Kind of fun. Um, Mars Attacks is a great film. Move yeah. on. The Exorcism of Emily Rose was fine. Is that the one in the barn? That's the one in the barn. And then it's like a, it's after the fact courtroom yeah. drama. I liked that movie when I saw yeah, it. I liked yeah. it too. It just didn't blow me away. Like the, it has kind of like a made for TV movie. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I love courtroom drama, and this was like mid-level courtroom drama. I thought it's such yeah. a great concept. I think I maybe just wanted more out of it. That's fair. Yeah, and it's kind of weird yeah. to have a horror movie taking place after the thing that happened, where it's like, well, I guess they're all okay, and except for yeah, Rose. I don't know. It is like that. The scenario in which I watched it, I think, was like the perfect scenario, which was like I watched it as sleepover, and it's just yeah, like, that's perfect. Perfect sleepover movie. Yeah, and you're like, ah, scary. scary. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, 
I watched your next at your place. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I liked that movie a lot. Yeah, it was really good. That was a perfect choice. Yeah. Adam Wingard's so good. He is. Yeah. I feel like he's sung now, but I was going to say he's unsung, but I feel like people really liked Godzilla vs. King Kong, which is exactly the opposite (laughs) type of movie I want to see from him. So I'm curious how that'll affect his career going forward. But if he just kept making like garbage horror movies like this, I'd be way into it. But they are like, there's... They're not garbage. That was me. Yeah. It feels like there's an like unidentified class of horror movie where it's like, that's not prestige horror. No. It's too fun for that. Right. But it's also like there is like some commentary and stuff happening that's not like totally inept. So it's like, I don't know what that's called, but it's in that category. At the same time, I think a lot of people would call The Blair Witch 3 bad, but I liked it. The Blair Witch 3 feels fundamentally different than yeah. your next. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. It, your next feels smart. Okay. And Blair okay, Witch I see is where you're like, going with this. Yeah. Blair Witch is dumb, but yeah. so it's fun. So fun. It, yeah, it's like his version of schlock and then your next is right. not schlock it's like no right. i'm making a horror movie yes yeah both good films both good films both like just doing what they're supposed to be well like blair right. witch is supposed to just be so scary your next it's is not. supposed to be <laughs> i think it kind of is like yeah, I parts think of it se- definitely are yeah the sequence like at night in the forest is like her in the tunnels is like, oh, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's very, very scary, like supernatural things. And then your next foot. is like, oh my God, gore and it's not scary at all. No, not scary, but fun. Very fun. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, like I think you would, could put it right up there with Ready or Not, except I think maybe Ready <laughs> or Not is more interesting just because the characters aren't all, well, it's been a while. They might just be like cartoonish evil. People. but that's definitely your next where it's just like I, everybody die yeah yep which is kind of fun in its own way so yeah and they are very similar movies yeah yeah um but before we uh head out here car i just we don't need to talk in any detail i'm just wondering how your aliens journey went how did that feel to you it was kind of weird because i've watched so many of them recently yeah that like i really didn't didn't hit you yeah, they didn't land as well, I guess. Except yeah. for the first one. It's been, it had been so long since the first one. Right. Um, that I got so much out of that viewing. Um, but everything else was just kind of like, yeah, I've seen all of this in the last year or so. Sure. Yeah. I think maybe like I was in a bad mood or something. I, like, I, the first <laughs> one didn't do anything for me this time. I was just like, yeah, it's going to kill him. i don't know i feel bad because i understand that that's not you know a great take on that movie but it didn't really hit me yeah um but i was seeing every other movie for the first time except prometheus Uh, and it's just (laughs) such a crazy franchise it is a crazy franchise i can't think of anything like it where it's like there's no trilogy Mm -hmm. yet they just hand it off to different directors and then it's like no 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 i want it back but it's not the same, but then it is the same, but it's not the same. It's craziness. I don't know. And it's like, it's not just like any directors. For the most part, it's like directors it's like either at the Film time bros. at the top of their game or 
about to be great director. Like, right. that's just crazy that Fincher and Cameron both did an alien movie. That's so weird and so cool. Yeah. yeah. I think Cameron did a fantastic job, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I like James Cameron in movie making mode where he doesn't have to like create alien civilizations and can just be like, <laughs> I know how to pace and set up an action sequence. And it's like, okay, yeah. James Cameron, you do that. But I'm also going to bring in some robots. Ooh, I like robots. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> my frustration point, this is the last thing I'll say about alien. I know I'm, okay. we're going to talk about aliens here in a little bit. Yes. Um, it's really frustrating to me that they, they have this really cool and very eighties, like evil corporation, vibe Mm -hmm. for some amount of time and there's like nothing to chew on there there's like nothing what do you mean it's just like there's an evil corporation but they don't like do anything with it like Uh. as much as the first alien is probably a good movie there's really nothing going on in that movie it's like oh we let an alien lose it's so hard because now I'm understanding it in the way of, Prometheus. oh, this is setting up six more movies or whatever. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. um, it would be so different, I think, to approach it as a singular thing. Because, right. like, I think even just by introducing the idea of, like, oh, there's a corporation that has a vested interest in this diabolical creature living. Right. But that's Like, it. that is a... But that's sufficient for a movie, I think. <laughs> but like, that would be movies. enough. Yeah, right. I'm not saying Alien 1 is bad in relation to the other movies because it doesn't have anything to say about that. I'm saying none of them have anything to say about that. <laughs> yeah. It's the theme of the series, but they never in any way have anything to say about it other than that Corporation Evil. Yeah. You should watch The Abyss. I would love to watch The Abyss. I was actually yeah. thinking about that whilst uh, watching these, that I should definitely watch The Abyss. Yeah, it's kind of the same, like okay. Corporation Evil. Right. But boy, is it fun. I like that. Yeah. I wish uh, Prometheus kind of had some of that, but then I feel like Alien <laughs> Covenant. This is the last thing I say. I promise, but uh, I was so flabbergasted by what Alien <laughs> Covenant is about and the tone throughout <laughs> Alien Covenant and... That it is still evil corporation, but like in the other room and they're like, you can hear it through the wall, but that's it. Where it's just like, while there are two, two Michael Fassbender's playing flute. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot deny the power of that scene. Uh, It was, I, I was shocked. I don't know. I couldn't believe it. I had heard something about it, so I was like, oh, this must be the scene. And then it kind of kept going, and I was like, oh, my God, what is this movie? Did people go and see this in a theater? Oh, I wish. (laughs) Why does he look at the head, the face thing? Why? Billy? (laughs) Why is Guy Pearce in crazy old man makeup? I don't know. Why did they just pick an old guy? I don't know. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, well, then, because they couldn't have young one. But then I was like, oh, they could just have somebody else. (laughs) Movies could do that. Anyway. Can I introduce an idea? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You can say no. Okay. No. Because you've already seen these. But one of the trailers 
Okay. That was before Dune was oh for Matrix Resurrection. Okay. Can we watch the Matrix movies? <sighs> Is that going to work out time-wise? I think it might. It comes out at Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to watch them again. Okay. Is it, does that include the Animatrix? I don't know. We'll have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I, yeah, I, I mean, think it'd be like a fun short one to hit. Okay. Do we... Uh, you're talking like for next episode, watch the first Matrix and then so on and yeah. so forth. Okay. Um, can I introduce the idea that if we want to, we could maybe change our assigned reading for next time because it's been so long and I don't really feel the compulsion to watch War of the Worlds at this point. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have a, a backup, but uh, <laughs> I, I kind of really want to watch War of the Worlds. <laughs> oh, you certainly can. Okay. It doesn't uh, have to be your pick, though. Okay. Um, boy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have had a backup uh, yeah. ready to go, but I guess nothing at the moment is jumping out at me, but maybe I'll think of something and send it to you. Ooh, it'll be a surprise. It's weird because I'm like still in, I want to watch just horror movies mode. I know. It's going to feel weird in like middle of November to be like, well, I should probably watch something else, but yeah. nothing else is appealing. Do you know yeah. if uh, The Night House is available to watch? I think it might be. Okay. I'd really like to watch that. Else. Yeah. You should totally watch it. It's so good. So scary. I like scary. Yeah, me too. I like being truly scary. i got to figure out what scary movie to watch. For tonight? Yeah. I don't know if ICU is the one, but also I don't know what other context you would watch that movie in. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a really good outro for our... I think we should do this at the end of every episode. Just go... <laughs> Bruce is going to get activated. Here, I'll just find out what the most popular horror movie on Netflix. Let's get out. Shoot. Let's see. Or on Letterboxd. Have you seen Mother? Yeah. Oh, I do like that movie a lot. Okay, I I can't help you then, Car. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I'll figure it out. Did you see It too? No, I have no interest in doing so. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Car. Okay. <laughs>